The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Variety Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericavariety.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Welcome to the Sharon Kleina Hour, health, environment, and the power of water. What you hear in the next hour could very well save your life. Now, here's your host, Sharon Kleina. I want to invite you to listen to the Sharon Kleina Hour, power of water in your life. You know, the higher power out there and Earth's absolutely mystical um, air that we're living in is invisible. Did you know that's all water or you wouldn't be alive? And the other thing about the power of water is it made earth possible to have life and all that we have. All that we have is because of water. It's like when Gene Cernan, the astronaut, was the last person on the moon and he looks back at the earth and he says, you know, that's got to be God's porch. Um, it's magic. We cannot take for granted, any of us, that the power of water is what keeps us alive and that invisible water that's in the air. So that's what this show is about, is your health, your life, and the mystical excitement of how important it is for education to be sharing it every day. Because it's the power of water, I always try to bring up some water issues that are going on around the world before we get into our guest today. Qaddafi in Libya, a great man made, he, what he did is this is titled this, How Qaddafi's Great Man-Made River Project Became Part of Water Wars. This was published April 14, 2013, and I like to read what people say, then I can get it correct. Libyans called it the eighth wonder of the world. Western media called it a pet project and the pipe dream of a mad dog, the mad dog himself, in 1991, prophetically said about the largest civil engineering venture in the world. After this achievement, American threats against Libya will double. He said, the United States will make excuses, but the real reason is to stop this achievement to keep the people in Libya oppressed. All over the world, it's been water wars since the beginning of time. Have you noticed that people migrate next to the water? Have you ever noticed that your real estate investments, if they're next to water, you have a greater investment? There is a critical shortage throughout the world of fresh water, and I'm talking fresh water. But reports are finding, and we've talked about this before, up in Alaska, under the sea, there's one of the largest bodies of fresh water under the sea that you can imagine. 
So they're going all over the world, and they're proving undersea freshwater supplies could help stave off a global water crisis. They're learning that vast waters reserves discovered beneath the ocean. Here in the United States, we have many watersheds that are failing and are, in, and, and are really having exhaustion, having to share their waters with other states and other cities. Without water, you will not live. And this is how I describe it. The moment you were born, you entered the air, you invisible water, the air you breathe. It's water. It's water vapor in that air to keep you alive. You came from a pocket of water from your mother. You entered in the air that's invisible with water, but that's what keeps you alive. No two eyes are alike. No two fingerprints are alike. What is your life? Depending on individuality of your moment in that delivery room began to evaporate, loss of water, because you're not surrounded by water in the womb any longer, you're having to depend upon the atmosphere in that delivery room. And then when you're carried out of the delivery room, you're having to depend upon, as a brand new baby, dependent on where you're being carried in that invisible air called the atmosphere. And all that we have to done to, to try to educate you is that the atmosphere you're living in is vital to your life. It's the power of water. The power of water on earth, the fresh water, has a relationship with the atmosphere, the water vapor in the air. They relate with each other. They relate to all life on earth. I don't care if it's a blade of grass, but also to our cloud system. And I was doing some reading recently, and it makes sense and I, I, that when you're drinking a lot of fresh, good water with no added ingredients, that fresh water uh, provides you an ability to be humidified, and you create a humidity with your body drinking adequate water. See how important it is that you drink good water? Think about it. Your health has got to be your number one priority of your life. But whenever you have a doctor that doesn't bring up water, there is a challenge there for me. They must say you must drink 8 to 10 glasses of water a day. No added ingredients. Do not count the juice. Don't count the tea. Don't count the the coffee. Don't count added ingredients because added ingredients block absorption. You must drink plain, fresh, safe water. And that's what this show is all about. We have a really exciting guest today, and I really think it's timely. Uh, Dr. Mark Davis, who's an MD, he's author of many um, books that are out there on issues of your health, but this one today is timely. He wrote a book on the Obamacare health care plan, could be, he didn't say could, will be dead on arrival. It's a prescription for disaster. We're all learning a lot. And let's find out from him today what he was learning about it before it even launched the beginning of October. Your health is important. Your education is important. And you can listen to each other, network with each other on how important it is for your health to be educated about all these little things we need to be reminded of and some new secrets that are out there that we all can learn. Research is continuing, continuing all the time. Before we listen to Dr. Davis, 
we're going to listen to our sponsor, Biologic Aqua Research, which I am the founder of, and the product Nature's Tears Eye Mist is our sponsor. Did you know at the surface of your eye is 98% water? The air has a lot of influence on evaporating the tear film at the surface of your eye. Nature's Tears Eye Mist supplements that tear film. Endorsed by thousands and thousands of doctors in the United States and now going worldwide with just a mist to supplement your eyes. We'll listen to our sponsor, Nature Tears Eye Mist, and we'll be right back with Dr. Davis. Ask the experts. Call toll-free right now, 1-866-472-5787. Hello? And ask our all-star team to answer your question. That's 1-866-472-5787. Thank you for calling. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Streaming live, the leader in Internet talk radio, voiceamerica.com. Listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. That's Sharon Kleina Hour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Dr. Davis, are you with us? I'm with you, Sharon. How are you today? I really well, I am fine, and how are you today? I'm very good. It's very healthy, and I drink a lot of water. Uh, you better. You've got to be a good example. <laughs> oh, yes. I wrote a book about, on dieting and prevention of weight gain, uh-huh. and the water's in there. Lots oh, water. good. It's, I yeah. always want you doctors to make it the priority of everything, yeah. Yeah. because people have to realize it's a solvent, Yeah. and it, it was meant to, from the beginning of time to be yeah. nourishing the earth plus all life. Yeah, and if we can't... don't drink enough water... It's not going to be able to be the solvent. Yeah, you cannot dissolve the food in your system without water, for sure. Also, and then the other thing, doctor, is the atmosphere was ignored in yeah. research that invisible water in the atmosphere that is very influential in your everyday life. Yes, very much, especially around the cities where they're polluted, the air is polluted. You need extra hydration. Exactly. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Well, everywhere. But again, yes, in the major metropolitan areas, yeah. like in China, it's yeah. very important. But Tell us about where, what type of practice you have um, and then I, how you got into the health education Last side. year I stepped aside from practice. Uh, I had practiced 33 years, and I wanted to write and do other things. Uh, I got into practice. I went to the State University of New York, Syracuse. I got my degree, a uh, medical degree in 1978. lived in New York City a while. I'm now in northern Maryland. I've been here over mm-hmm. 30 years. I have three children. Uh, I write for the, the media. I write hundreds of articles uh, mm-hmm. every year for them. I mean, literally, I'm writing an article. Anyway, I uh, 
got into the medical field and I found that the government has intervened too much in our lives. I used to own and or manage healthcare facilities and it's unbelievable they're setting the stage for how much medical care we can have, how much it costs, who can practice where, and so forth. It's become very authoritarian, especially in, in uh, the state of Maryland where I am right now. So mm-hmm. it was my, my time to get it, to move aside. So I wrote the book, Obamacare, Dead on Arrival, a Prescription for Disaster, because uh, I found that the media was one-dimensional in discussing the issues of Obamacare. You have to remember Obamacare was passed... Uh, into law March 23rd, 2010, and we move forward from there. The exchanges, they had three years and more to set it up, and they didn't uh, do a good job. You see the disaster that's happening. My book concentrates on the second phase, phase two, which is the actual implementation of the medical care, the ability for the government to control almost 6,000 registered hospitals, 900,000 doctors, 3 million nurses, pharmaceutical companies, thousands of uh, clinics, tens of thousands of doctors' offices. It's impossible. And the legislation could barely uh, do the exchanges. How can they exponentially uh, take care of the entire system the way they have it in the Obamacare um, legislation. It's uh, the Patient uh, Affordability Act. It's not affordable, and as we are seeing, people's premiums are going up. Many people are getting kicked out of work. Their hours are being reduced because of this bill, uh, and it, it's a really nightmare for everybody. Yeah. Uh, now, also, uh, when everybody, when he was campaigning on it, and he really, really, really drove the share the wealth yeah. with Middle America. Yeah. He wanted all everybody to know that Middle America was where he was pointing his yeah. energy to helping Middle yeah. America. And Middle America supported him to be elect, elected twice. Yeah. And who is getting the greatest impact together today, I mean, from the Obamacare lack of understanding, under, not understanding what it's, what it's doing, is Middle America. Absolutely correct. Middle America is being squeezed. Uh, the money is being taken from them to be dispersed to other groups, and it's not right what was happening here. Typical policy, you could say, was $10,000 a year for a family of four. Now it looks like it's bordering on fifteen to $20,000 a year mm-hmm. uh, on the exchanges, and the exchanges have less in many cases, not more uh, goodies in it than the, the prior policies. Traditional policies are drying up. People are going to be forced into the exchanges, and the government is gathering huge amounts of information on them even before yeah. they can get the insurance policy. So the exchanges are, by and large, uh, just to uh, steal information. They want to know your, your background, your economics, your criminal record, your social record, your education record. Go on there. It's a completely ridiculous uh, kind of way to purchase insurance. But that's not even the issue. How does one disperse x-rays if somebody needs it or a mammogram or uh, allowed into these uh, Surgical suites, as an example, they're going to be eliminated, many people. They're going to be told Mm -hmm. that they don't need these services, and by the time they get to the services, if they can get them, uh, they may be injured even further or worse. And Mm -hmm. I write about this in the book through many, many different types of examples. A lot Uh, of people have not understood, Doctor, that with Obamacare, I've talked to people all over the world with what I do, my company, the research center, and a lot of them have said, this is not, you people are not right. This is not socialized medicine. This is a new invention. Yeah. Nobody ever has done it this way before yeah. on earth. Yeah, we, they invented we, something. It's kind of like that saying, 
just pass it so we can see what's in it. Yeah. Well, it became an invention that nobody right. understood what was invented here. America has become a lab. Uh, and a we're lab. The lab uh, yeah, and we're the lab animals running exactly. through this maze. This is an experiment. The algorithms for this uh, horrible beast, if you will, are completely incorrect. Uh, the Harvard theorist, uh, Ezekiel Manuel, one of the architects of this disaster, he's completely uh, outside the realm of reality when he speaks about this thing. He's actually going on TV and fibbed, hate to use the word light, fibbed about what Obama said about it and, and what the intent of the bill is. The intent of the bill is to make a one-payer system that all insurance companies would fail. Obamacare, also called PPACA, uh, is uh, nothing but a tragedy, uh, and it's unfolding as we're seeing it pretty much. Sharon. And they're blaming it on the website software, but it really is more than that, no. by far more than that. When people go in and finally see what's available to them, the, the deductibles yeah. are out of sight. Unbelievable. And can you imagine if they end up filing bankruptcy, it'll be worse than the mortgage crisis when people cannot pay that deductible and then all of a sudden they're in trouble. They're no longer in trouble with the insurance company. They're now in trouble with the United States government. The taxes that are being extorted from us, 13 news taxes as of January 13, uh, 2013, um, specifically are supposed to go to support the bill, but they're building a right. bureaucracy that's costing tens of billions of dollars instead of channeling that money to where it belongs to the people's health care. So that's crazy. Drugs that we normally could obtain from a pharmaceutical company, we're going to have a pharmaceutical list, and many are going to be excluded from that list, especially the high-end drugs that people need mm-hmm. or cutting-edge drugs. They're mm-hmm. already telling people they don't need mammograms, they don't need... Uh, PSA tests for prostate, which could detect cancers. They're telling us we don't need pre-laboratory procedures before cataract surgeries and hip surgery, things like this. It's it's gone it's gone mad, and the government's telling us. And many many times, it's not even a physician. It's some bureaucrats saying, "Hey, uh, let's reduce costs here or there." The people that are going to get worst are the people on the extremes of age, old and and very young, and it's already happening. Um, yeah, I'm I'm really worried about the young people, uh, those college kids, yeah. uh, ages, or those kids at yeah. that age group. Let's say between 18 and about let's let's go as high as 30. Yeah, they d- don't understand the world out there. They think they yeah. do, they don't. They didn't realize. They're, they're going to be a, a co-op member of the IRS, the government, yeah. by being a member of the health plan. And yeah. if they don't pay the premium, and if they don't pay, the, if when it comes time that they had a traffic accident, they don't pay, there's a deductible there, and they end up filing bankruptcy not to pay it. It's yeah. not going to be the way it used to. Right. It doesn't wipe away with the United States government. These right. young people are running into these college loans, yeah. They could blow up, and then and they're all on fixed income, all of them. See what Obama's and I want them to live last... young. I want them yeah. to live healthy. I yeah, want them sure. to enjoy laughter, and going out and yeah. going to the beach and going to the pizza parlor and all the families out there. But what's going to happen is they're going to be so startled yeah. at the lack of money they're going to have that all that's going to be affected is the fact that that people are scared. I think they're more frightened then they are startled because they had no idea how expensive this would be out of their pocket every month, not a year, a month. President Obama went to college campuses recently and telling these kids to sign up. He's the same guy that said they should stay on their, their parents' policy till they're 26. 
So there's a contradiction in terms of he telling the kids to take their student loans and go buy insurance. It's crazy. The other thing is mm-hmm. these penalties and, and all kinds of stuff that they have in the Obamacare policy do not work to improve health care. They just mm-hmm. improve to control people's choices. And, yeah, our and, choice- you know, I, and to be fair, I always think about what everybody's trying to do here for what's best for those who need health care. And health is a vital. It's, in, it's vital in your life. It's vital in everything I do is people taking time to understand their health, yes. education, and the alternatives. And yes. when you have a chronic situation happen, yes. how can you be taken care of and do what you need to do to, to get better and save, save a life? Yeah, uh, improve your symptoms. But people are going to be uh, putting off. I'm worried that the Obama group did not realize that these people will put off what they have to do just to get out of the money and then get themselves in a chronic position to where their health is in jeopardy worse than they when they didn't have it. Uh, they said they could go to the emergency room and people can say well the emergency rooms were flooded well at least they went to an emergency room when they needed to and and then the government the state would help them out or the medicare now have you been kind of medicaid have you been very surprised doctor about how many people are signing up for medicaid uh yeah actually here in maryland it's it's a burgeoning uh, group of people we have people that are professional people that come through our offices to have uh, Medicaid, two lawyers that I could relate to you, and they're in practice. Have they been able to work the system to get the Medicaid? They're, they're the odd in the number, but we have people coming into the state who are not citizens who are signing up for who are getting it. We have people that normally would not have Medicaid or going into it because they can't get insurance. Mm-hmm. So in a way, I don't blame them. In a way, I do. You know, it depends how you, what approach and what thinking uh, mode you're, you're taking on. So yes, yes, the burgeoning roles in the Medicaid are definitely happening. Uh, right now, it looks like 100 million people are headed in that direction for some form of aid from the government for health care. Mm-hmm. And it's a real tragedy. It's a real tragedy. It is a tragedy to... because yeah. these young people are being sincere about, yeah. well, if they don't make over that amount of money, yeah. they can sign up and get free. But did you ever notice the, even the deductible there? Yeah, it's high. It's very high. And so, well, the traditional policies were very high to begin with. My wife and I have policies. We're in our early 60s. Our deductible is $6,000, and we have Blue Cross Blue Shield, and it's a good mm-hmm. policy. We're both doctors. Mm-hmm. And I can tell you, uh, people are just going to be paying through the nose. And, and mm-hmm. I hear the TV people say, well, you could buy a catastrophic policy. They don't realize it only covers catastrophic things. So they say you could have a medical savings account with that. How many people have, you know, if on the average income people have to put away 2500 to $5,000 a year into that kind of plan? That That's pretty mm-hmm. senseless. And I heard it on Fox, and I said, nah, they're on the wrong track. The, the, the problem is people are describing the beach as a tidal wave is coming forward to them. The next step is phase two, and that's the tidal wave, the implementation of the care. That's what the discussion needs to be all about, and it's not that. And that's what this book covers, Obamacare, Dead on Arrival, A Prescription for Disaster. So, Now, how did you predict that? Did You, you, you obviously read it, yeah. the whole I, uh, new law. I read everything. I read it all. And let me tell you something. Half of it's in legalese, and you can barely read anything. A lot of it refers to IRS law and IRS re- registration and this and that. That goes back 10 years before this bill was even conceived. It gives the IRS enormous powers over people. But that that's just one aspect of this disaster. 
that what I'm worried about is if I needed to order a casket, and I don't practice now, for someone, I could do it in a day. On the Obamacare, it may take a week or a month. And if you look at the Canadian system, which I re- reference in there, they sometimes wait up to 12 weeks to get a CAT scan, depending mm-hmm. where they are in the country. And then they don't have a super bad system up there at all. It's just mm-hmm. that the government's involved with it, and it means less care. When government comes in, it means less care, more control, less uh, control to yourself. That, that's basically what it is. And I wrote a chapter on the Romney case. You'll see it. How do I predict? Because I was involved with the government in owning and managing health care facilities. And every other minute they had an untrained supervisor call me or someone to come out and look at this, look at that, and say, you can't do it this way. I said, I have an MD. I have 10 years postgraduate training. What, what do you mean I can't do it? I have hundreds of doctors working in here. Some of them are the most brilliant people around. No, 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 you've got to do it this way because the government says you have to do it this way. Well, that's going to get ten times worse when it comes up. And I have a lot of stories, and some are very horrible, how government intervened to try to hurt people. Well, you know what I was hearing yesterday, and Bill and I had not thought of it. I should have. This is going to be an attorney's dream. Lawsuits are going to be everywhere. Yeah, yeah, I wrote about it. I wrote it to the attorney's fantasy land. It actually yeah. empowers attorney generals of every state in this country to hire private lawyers to go after companies and insurance companies and, and schools and whatever. You heard about the fire department. I, I think everybody heard about that tragedy. 88% of all uh, fire departments are volunteer or mostly volunteer. Mm-hmm. And if they those people work over 30 hours a week, in that system, somewhere around 24 hours a day on call, they must provide health insurance to these people. And they don't have any money. They're volunteers. Yet they're being forced to give these people health insurance. I'm not against health insurance, but they don't have any money. Where's the money going to come from? Someone has to supply this money, and they can only extract so much from the, physically from the American population. And and that's just not going to happen. And I would. And think, isn't it sad that this had to come up at a time when historically... We're having a lot of problems because yeah. when the economy collapsed in 2007, yeah. all of a sudden people were um, uh, didn't have the money. Now I have not. I have to say I've, uh, I'm in my 70s, by the way, and I found myself and uh, analyzing that the rich are getting richer and the poor are getting poorer. Yeah, to the extreme. The wealthy extreme. are getting extremely wealthy off of us. Look at Facebook founder. You remember Obama was saying the CEOs the CEOs are making too much money of public companies? Well this mm-hmm. he he's a great supporter of Obama. He just got a two point two billion dollar paycheck and Obama didn't say one word about it when that money should have gone to the stockholders. That's almost all the money they made in that company for a year. Mm-hmm. It's insane. How, how the government runs things and how money is re- being redistributed. Now, you're poor, on the poor side, at least they get a lot of support, and you could be for or against that. I'm not for all that because I think a lot of people are cheating in the system. A lot of disability claims are a lie. Even I'm all for the military. I'm great for the military, but a lot of claims are not true what these these people are coming up with. And I talk to the recruiters here. I talk to people that actually have to approve these claims, and they're telling me a lot of the stuff is just bogus what's coming up. So that's a small part of the disability. There's 15 million people on disability in this mm-hmm. country. So uh, all this money has to come from some pot. The pot is empty, and we are technically bankrupt as a country. Uh, we're $17 billion debt, so, and it's, it's getting so worse. It's so bad. They had to do it. At this time, and not do it when when the companies try to retrieve the economy first, get the economy on a comeback where people then uh, can look at it differently. 
yeah. then look at look at uh, what might be able to be comp- to be able to look at it and see what would be best for the different segments of it, yeah. not just say this is the way it's going to be and you're not going to change it. I think that was what was sad. Um, and again, the governments have never been governments anywhere in the world, doctor, have never been known to run massive businesses anyway. No, this is a massive business. You look at the Japanese system. There are 130 million people in the country. They have a public-private health system, and they claim a lot of people fall through the cracks. They're the German system, which is supposed to be one of the best in the world. The same thing happens. And we all know about the Canadian system. Many of the people, especially the uh, well-to-do up there, they come down to America to yes, get their do. care. They but used they, to come down not, to America. Yeah, they, I, mean, I, well, I went to school in upstate New York, so they, at that time they were coming down, but you're right. They're coming down, and when they see Obamacare, they're going to turn around and go back home and appreciate mm-hmm. what they have up there. <laughs> so, uh, what, what, what happens is the system is going to implode under its own weight. I don't think we need to do much tinkering with it anymore because we know it's going to collapse. And doctors are just not going to work with this system. Well, what's bothering me is health education, health issues are yeah. so important for individuals. Yeah. I know what I've done in my life to all my life yeah. is in health education and issues yeah. of what everybody needs to do to take better care of themselves personally. Yeah. Yeah. With her. And you, as a physician, you gave your life to want yeah. to be part of that, for people yeah. to be healthier and, and be ed- educated. Yeah. The problem we're going to run into, they're going to yeah. give up. They're going to give up. It's like this yeah. gentleman I was watching. Yeah. He said he's not going to put his family through all that money yeah. that they'd have to pay every day. He's already on chronic medication and treatments, yeah. and he said they can't afford it, and he's it just as soon... Pass on now, because he knows he can't. Aff- they can't afford to be left with that huge bill after he dies. Well, there's a concept called biological value. How much people contribute to society as we move forward, and as we get older, as at my age, for example, they they claim we contribute less and less to the financial aspects of the country. So the theory is that we'll get less and less medical care, and that's exactly what's going to happen if they're going to take fifty to seventy-five billion dollars out of Medicare and put it someplace else, whatever that someplace else is, I don't know for sure. But we as people are paying a Medicare tax, a specific tax. Does that tax evaporate if if there's no more Medicare? Or we continue to pay the tax and that money is diverted to one of Obama's pleasures, whatever he's doing with the money, building more windmills on the ocean or something. So we need to know where the money's going. We need to know how it's being spent. We need to know how they're going to implement phase two, not just... Put it out. It was, the doctors don't even know the fee schedules they're going to be under after right. January 1st. I mean, that's just Well, and they're aspect. all, uh, I'm in the medical field, and all of the doctors are affected in their own personal lives, their family's personal yeah. life, their friend's personal life, their yeah. staff's life. Everybody is affected. It's just kind of like a person came down yeah. and let a, a, a bomb go off in, in everybody else's, everybody's life. And right. here we've been saying how important health is. And people are talking about trying to cheat and not go with it. And that's not going to help them with what it could get in trouble. We need to take a break okay. with our sponsor. And uh, I'll be back. And then you'll, you'll tell us some things that, you, that are in your book that you would like for people to come and read. We're going to listen to our sponsor. And we'll be right back. Don't you go anywhere. Nope. We're going to listen to our sponsor, Nature's Tears Eye Mist, with just a mist. We'll be back with Dr. Davis.
Talk, talk, talk. That's all we do is talk. If you'd like to talk, call us toll-free right now at 1-866-472-5787. 1-866-472-5787. That's it. That's it. VoiceAmerica.com. Discover the secret of Nature's Tears Eye Mist, an entirely different approach to eye care without eye drops. When your tear film is dry, your eyes feel dry. Nature's Tears Eye Mist naturally supplements the tear film with Biologic Aqua Absolute Premium Standard Grade of pure, all-natural water. Nature's Tears Eye Mist, just a mist. All-natural, safe, convenient, no preservatives. Nature's Tears Eye Mist can be purchased nationwide at selected eye care professionals and drugstores near you. Stimulating talk gets those synapses in the brain firing really fast. All the time. The number one Internet talk station where your opinion counts. VoiceAmerica.com You're listening to the Sharon Kleina Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water. If you have a question or comment, please direct your email to SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. That's SharonKleinaHour at Yahoo.com. Now, back to the program. Uh, Dr. Davis, uh, you have written a book, and you started writing that book long before the Obamacare launched. Um, Tell us about what, what some of the, where you believe, and I always like to be in the middle of an ecosystem with everything. Yes. Uh, where would, what would have been the magic of this? How would they have launched it to be a, a better way to launch it and a better way to go that every, people can have their own opinions with your background especially? Where do you, where do you think this, they should be thinking? This may be very silly uh, to the listeners, but if it's more than 10 pages long, it's too long. This bill is massive. It's 2,300 pages. It's taking thousands of people to put it together. It's written in legalese. It's end-to-end written by lawyers. It's a fantasy land for lawyers, as we know. It could have been done a lot better since 85% of the people were satisfied or and or had insurance of some type. It was the 15% that were floating around out there, and that number has been anywhere from 15 million to 50 million. Those people could have been dressed a lot better, but a lot of people elect not to have insurance, so that's part of that group. A lot of those people are not citizens yet, and and they're getting uh, care, or they claim that they're not getting care, but when they they really are. Uh, so we could have addressed a small percentage. It needed to tune up the health system, not an overhaul. This is an overhaul of a car that was running pretty well right now. The same thing that they did up in for Romney Care, they're doing it for Obamacare, but on a huge level. There are 316 million people in this country. Uh, about uh, two-thirds to three-quarters of them were doing fine, and there was another 10%, and they may have had some issues with their health care. Uh, insurance, but those could have been worked out in a different fashion. Now, when you're trying to get insurance, now you're going to kick off your policy onto an exchange policy, which may be the same company with a higher premium. It, it's yeah. crazy. So we we see this thing as a disaster. The AMA went for it. The, the president promised them all kinds of stuff. They went for it, but the hierarchy, which is us, the doctors, we didn't, up to the tune of over 70% at that time in 2010. The ARP was given a, uh, a negative at the, originally. Now they're all for it because they profit by it. The uh, many insurances that they sell 
are going to be sold, uh, and they're going to make a lot of money off of it to, to supplement um, Obamacare policy. So, uh, yes, there's a lot of ways we could have gone about it a lot better, for sure. Well, they, you know, when you go to do anything, I'm a believer of taking it a day at a time and yeah. learn as you go. In other words, you study in the Petri dish. Yeah. Okay, this is your plan, and yeah. you, have, you have a business plan, and you've got some goals, but you don't do it all at once. It's like a road map. You take it a moment, an inch at a time, and, and feel it out. I always say I'm kind of like with my research and what I do. Yeah. I'm like a turtle doctor. I put my paw down in the sand and feel it out. Yeah. Then I put the next paw down and feel it out. I've got four paws. And then when I'm all done with the fourth paw, I move forward. Because I think I've got a feeling of, like you said, an algorithm of, of yeah. what might be the rhythm of where I'm going. Yeah. And yeah. research and development of anything, you don't rush in. Well, you decide if this is a new invention, you decide how to take it slowly. And, and, and restaurants learned how to be very successful by, okay, I'm opening up. I have my favorite menu. Maybe I need to learn as I go what other people's favorite menus are for them, and I'll learn as I go to take away some menu add some new things to the menu, and those are the ones that are the most successful. Everything is that way. I don't care if you design the car, if you design any business with a plan, an architectural evaluation of a plan. They just did it. They just implied it. Trial and error does not work in medicine. Uh, when no, ec- when, when economics are applied, when economics are applied, you want your loved one, your husband, wife, mother, brother, whatever, getting in the best care possible under Obamacare. They're not going to get it, and they think they are. They're foolish. And that, well, you that, know, that, the doctor, the, the sad part about. of what you just said here yeah. uh, that came to my mind. Yeah. And I keep hoping they figure out what is going to be what's best for all, and and take it a step at a time with this plan. But what they did is they said, okay. That group over there, they don't like it, so we're going to give them a waiver. That group over there are going to get a waiver. All of a sudden, families in America that came from all these walks of life are thinking, well, this is sad that they're giving waivers to their favorite groups. That is unjustified. That isn't even, that is inhumane. The irony of that, though, Sharon, is there's only one health system. Even though they may be waving out economically, they still have to deal with the same health system. And that's what I describe in the book with lots of examples, how to their detriment, even with the waiver, they still have to put up with the doctors and the way it's going to be managed by the government. So there's two sides to that. There's the waiver, which they shouldn't be getting most of these people. I think from the top down, the the president shouldn't be waived. I know how silly that sounds. But if he thinks it's such a great plan, he should be part of it with his exactly, family. Exactly, exactly. Yeah. Now, the other thing I thought about is, because I'm in the medical field for all these years, the doctor's liability insurance is already sky high. Yeah. Can you imagine what this is going to be, their liability insurance in time, how, how expensive that's going to be? My own liability insurance, if I would have stayed in practice, would have been close to $80,000 a year. I yes. put four children through college public college or a year for that kind of money. I can't afford that. As an internist with a couple of subspecialties, I'll be working half mm-hmm. to three quarters of the year just to pay my overhead and my insurance. It right. just isn't worth then having a 
over 1.1 million lawyers out in the country put a target on doctors' backs to go after them, nothing changes in the system. There's no malpractice protection or no, no tort reform uh, within the structure of Obamacare. It's just to beat on doctors and be, make us literally indentured servants to the government. And I have a page or two on that in the book how mm-hmm. doctors will react to it. And doctors are going to react very negatively. The other thing I need to mention, Sharon, is doctors are being forced to computerize. It's good and it's bad. But your information, your personal information, is going to be put online, and it's already being being hacked. It's not even fully mm-hmm. implemented yet. That takes mm-hmm. more time away from patient doctor mm-hmm. uh, looking at each other, and the doctor has to have his face in a computer instead. It's just wrong. This whole system is wrong. The paper system wasn't as bad as people are saying it, but the government wanted to know what was going on in the physician's office. So they lie, and they say, well, it's going to save lives in the emergency room. That's nonsense. That's complete garbage. What, if what they want to save lives, they would have yes. taken the system and yes. worked with a plan. Yes. And it was slowly but surely work with a plan. Yeah. Now they're dealing with all these people by the millions who have chronic diagnosed conditions. Yeah. Some of them are not life-threatening, but they yeah. are chronically very sad yeah. Yeah. conditions. They might not feel good. And, they, and then they've got the chronic ones who will not live. Yeah. And the thing, and, and especially now, if they're having to be able, they're not able to go in and get the plan that they where had it finally got to, you know, the first thing I thought of, Doctor, is how long did it take you to finally find the plan you liked for yourself? Yeah. So, because there are a lot. Well, people out there don't realize that when a person takes a long time, they finally find a plan, they're chronically diagnosed to maybe not live too many more years or time coming. Yeah. They're comfortable with it, their family's comfortable with it, they're doing great with it. And they're being forced to leave it and, and, and get on their knees and pray that they may get to live through it. They may not live through it. People don't understand the lifespans have been extended to the extreme. People living in the 90s, there, I think there are 80,000 centenarians in this country, people over 100 right now, and those numbers vary uh, quickly. They say 60s and new 40. In a sense, it is. You have people playing tennis in their 80s and skiing in their 80s. I've been on those mm-hmm. ski hills, I could tell you for sure. They're a lot better than me. I was watching men in the pool when I was 50, 12 years mm-hmm. ago, swim across the pool. They were in their 70s. They were mm-hmm. a lot better swimmers than me. So I, mm-hmm. to, to think that we become less viable as we get older, yeah, I, I would I would say we, we get some chronic stuff with us, but we certainly viable. Then the government's going to say, hey, you're not going to be viable. You should prepare for your death, and you shouldn't have as much care. That's nonsense. There's no death mm-hmm. panels to say mm-hmm. what there is withholding care, the irrationality of that, or reducing the amount of pharmaceuticals we can get. Well, wait until the families get. find out yeah, when they're yeah. not able oh. to pay that deductible, yeah. and they go into get into trouble, yeah. and the family is left with all that burden. Yeah, wait till the freebies, the people, the hundreds of thousands and millions of people that get the free, so-called freebies, and they find out they're not getting many things for free under Obamacare system. That for mm-hmm. sure they're going to start writing about it. My mom mm-hmm. is worth it. My dad's worth it. My brother's worth this, and, and so forth. So they're going to. There's going to be a major awakening in this country. Everybody when the, when is affected. Yeah, everybody, everybody is affected. Every, even the president. Let's assume Mr. Obama, President Obama, is driving. He's in a Colorado town, which has excellent health care in, in Colorado. But he goes to a small town. They couldn't get a doctor. So they had to get a doctor, maybe with a little bit less training, maybe less intuitive insight, or they, they 
accelerated his training under Obamacare to put him in there, whatever it is. Uh, he has to deal with the people right there on the ground right at that point in time. That's what's going to happen. It's not, it's not that everybody is wavered and they could find their own, they, have, they travel with their own doctors, they're going to run to Europe or whatever, mm-hmm. is what the thinking is in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Those people are going to be affected just as much, and their lifespans are going to be uh, mm-hmm. reduced accordingly, of course, to the uh, care that Obamacare mm-hmm. supplies. Mm-hmm. So that's it. And uh, unfortunately... We're facing that very, very soon, Sharon, and we need to do something. The cover of Obamacare, that arrival prescription for disaster, shows headstones in the cemetery claiming the victims of Obamacare on it. I'd love to do commercials with that theme to, so people could actually see it, and if we sell enough books, that's exactly what we're going to do. We're going to take some of that money and do some commercials and show people uh, this is what's coming down the pike. If you don't believe it, here are the particulars. They're in the book. Read the book. Understand the examples that are going. These are real life examples with references in there. They weren't made up or anything. And people could see when you have reduced care, more people coming in, you're going to get less for yourself. And that one minute that you need that emergency vehicle to come to your house or something, it's not going to be available because it's on some other road somewhere. And these these EMTs, these emergency management people. Well, doctor, are I need to tell you a story. Uh, yeah. And I'm always trying to be fair with this because I've been so into. Yeah. people's education about their health care and how to take care of themselves and don't run to the doctor every moment. Find, study what you yeah. can do. But many, many, many years ago, because I'm one of these crazy human beings who studies everything, yeah. if you said, Sharon, I want you to study this particular whatever it is, or no, I want you to know what you know about this, whatever it is, I go study it. And I'll say, I'll be back to see you later, doctor. I'll go study it that first. Well, many, many years ago, I was studying the Constitution and what's available to all of us. Well, Milton Friedman and Ralph Nader got into it, and they always were getting into it. So Milton Friedman led led Ralph Nader, and this has been like 30 years ago, Ralph Nader into uh, this question. He knew exactly what Ralph Nader was going to say, but he wanted to ask him the question, why is it, Ralph that you want the government control everything with health care, and that when a person rides a motorcycle, they've got to wear a motorcycle helmet. Yeah. Well, all of us would think, well, it's because it's safer. Ralph Nader said it, and I got it out. Of it. I looked it up not long ago, and all this came down with this Obamacare. Ralph Nader said, well, but Milton, a government ambulance will come when there's an accident. A government ambulance will take the individual to a government hospital. The person will be on a government health care plan. If if that's the breadwinner of the the family, the family will have to be taken care of by the government until the person gets better. Or if the the person should get better at home and cannot go back to work, the government's going to have to take care of them. Then, or if the person passes away, the family will be having to take care of the government. Government will have to take care of the family for the rest of their lives. And he said it's because the government health care. And this was over 30 years ago, doctor. Yes. Yes. Well, the government cannot be everything to everybody. And it's the way it is. But, and since it's trying to be, it's stealing all this money, the debt's driving higher and higher, and the money's being wasted, as we all know. And Obamacare is the biggest waste in human history for this country. I can't believe the money it's costing, and all of our people out there are having to starve at their table. I want them to go to pizza. Uh, 
even though I don't think peace is that great for you, but they enjoy it. Yeah. I want him to go to the beach. I want him to take a vacation. I want their kids to go out for school activities. Yeah. But can you imagine what's going to happen when the ki- they won't be able to afford all that? I watched an elderly couple that must have been in their 80s, bless their souls. They were in a Wendy's, and they uh, were splitting a hamburger between the two of them. They didn't have any money. To- and they had a little bag with a container of milk in there. I felt so bad for these people. Uh, and I see this frequently. You're right. People have to make choices. And, uh, well, I was in the grocery store recently, about maybe two months ago. And I had this couple in front of me, and he was on crutches, and he was not an older, he was a young yeah. couple and a, a child with them. Yeah. And they had these groceries. And he went to put his debit card in there, doctor, and the debit card wouldn't bring up how much the money was gone. Yeah. And they were just shocked. Yeah. They didn't have the money in their debit card. They kept saying, no, 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 I'll both do it again because my, my debit card does have money. And, and then all of a sudden, they were standing there just embarrassed. They needed the groceries. They wouldn't walk away and say, well, I guess i got to go home and get some more money. They just stood there in, in, in awe. Or they needed the groceries. So I did something. I turned to the lady at the cash register. I said, well, I'm not going to pay for the soda because I'm not into soda, so I don't know if that would be important to them. That's not an imperial, but I'll pay for all the rest of these groceries. And I paid for them. So they could go home with groceries. Yeah. When I went out to my car, doctor, they were the man with these crutches, was sitting on the edge of his seat in the passenger side, just, you could tell he was ready to cry. So probably whatever, why he's on crutches, was taking all their money to to be able to survive because he needed care. And, uh, but that was before Obamacare. But now again, um, we all have to figure out our, our, what, our budgets, our lifestyle, and what we can afford. That's the beauty of living in a freedom of, of America. We're, we're assuming that freedom still exists, but those freedoms are being eroded very, very quickly. As you know, we both know that. We can look at all the media and see that freedoms of speech, uh, grouping, news reporting, all kinds, those are all being eroded. These radio shows that provide so much information like your show does to people, make them aware that things are happening in America presently that are against you and, and your way of life, and you don't want your way of life to change that as much as they're trying to do from Washington, D.C., uh, from that point of view. And, they and then we have other people, and you probably country. do too. You've got some other people out there in the world with the freedom of our, our uh, Internet to go out there and try to be bullish yeah. and intimidate, yeah. and they try to do everything they can I to recently, get people so uncomfortable that if you're that uncomfortable, and then uh, because we're gotten to where now, if you don't agree with me, the way I want you to live your life for me, and that's kind of what's happening here with all of this. The government has said you've got to live your life the way we want you to live it. You don't get the choice. Then we have other people out there in our world. They're saying, please, live your life for me, or I'm going to bully you. And that's just about what we're seeing here with people on their health care plans yeah. is they're embarrassed. They don't know which way to go. Yeah. They've, got a plan, they've got some choices, yeah. but it doesn't fit what, they're, what yeah. they need. I, I encourage people out there, if they're against Obamacare, to read some of the articles I've written about and against Obamacare at the Examiner. 
uh, I haven't written for many media, but the Examiner, Baltimore Examiner, which is in digital form now, and we have several hundred articles on there about Obamacare and variations of this. And to read this book specifically, which will tell you and, and, and help you through the next phase, which is phase two, the implementation of Obamacare. Mm-hmm. And the book Obamacare, Dead on Arrival, A Prescription for Disaster, it's available just about everywhere. They don't have it in stock, just to just order it. And I can tell you something. What's coming down the road is the tidal wave. What you're seeing now about the exchanges, yeah, what you're seeing now the exchanges is a minimal, unfortunately, horrible part of it, but a minimal part of that bill. It's the bulk of the bill that's going to come online in, in just less than a month. Mm-hmm. It's going to take them another six years to fully implement this disaster, and I hope mm-hmm. by then it will implode and that we, we could think of it as a, just as a bad memory. Well, can you? I just can't imagine the bankruptcies. I think it's going to be worse than oh, what happened to the mortgage crisis. Yeah, and Obama said this was supposed to supposed to avert a lot of those medical bankruptcies, and it's not going to do that. It's going to make it worse because health insurance premiums mm-hmm. go up. Why does right. a person my age, sixty, have to go to an exchange and have obstetrical care as part of part of the uh, plan? That's insane. I mm-hmm. I haven't lost my psyche yet. The psychiatric care and their birth mm-hmm. control pills and their you name it. Whether whether you're religious or not. Some of the stuff in there is so ridiculous uh, for the needs. And you used to be able to taper a policy to yourself. Now, now before you, we now go, full, we don't yeah. have too much time left, yeah. but what do you think about the commercials that they're trying, they're putting out there to try to um, influence yeah, the to, individuals to want to look at the Obamacare and sign up? I was just shocked that they're so disrespectful we, to the individuals. We need to do reverse commercials to show people the reality of what Obama and his minions are saying is wrong, not correct. Mm-hmm. And this is the book's not a political mm-hmm. book, but at least no, it goes oh, no, in that no. direction. You've been in your life yeah, in healthcare yeah, for yeah, all yeah. Your, your life. I, I spent 33 years doing this and operating health facilities. And I could tell mm-hmm. you something. Mm-hmm. What's coming down the pike for you is not what you think uh, the government's telling you. They, it's not going to give you more care. It's going to give you less access, less care, less pharmaceuticals, less treatments, less, 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 less. And I don't want to be too redundant here. But uh, I, I encourage okay, people to get Okay, we've only got the, about 30 seconds left. So how I, would you like to leave your audience? I encourage people to read the book, to see that phase two that's coming is a disaster. The name of the book. Now, the is, name of the book is what? Obamacare, Dead on Arrival, A Prescription for Disaster. If you buy from Amazon, it's one place you can get it. Please put a review up there or an opinion so other people could see what you feel about Obamacare mm-hmm. and the book. It would be very nice of you if you can do that. And I really appreciate it, Sharon. If you now, what's, want your me back, book, what's your second book going to be? My, I have a book out now called Demons of Democracy, and that tells you how lawyers and legislators undermine this country to the extreme. We have a book called The Millennium Diet, The Practical Guide to Rapid Weight Loss. Oh, the Millennium Diet. Uh-huh. Yeah, Good for you. It's about prevention. Prevention. Mm-hmm. I'm working on several other projects right now, mm-hmm. untitled mm-hmm. as of yet, but I will uh, get to them soon oh, enough. When you get your other book out, we'll have yeah. to do this again. Yeah, and we're <laughs> always going to come back and do health care show for you if you'd like. Oh, health care. We'll save lives. Yeah, prevention, health care, mm-hmm. that's what we do. That's, that's right. what we're trying to do. That's right. And we're trying to prevent people from dying by not using Obamacare. If you could, anybody can stay with their traditional policies, stay with them. Because the exchanges right. are nothing but a disaster. Well, you and your family, thank you so much for being on today. Oh, it's always my pleasure. And you sharing. go drink water and uh, and push the power of water, how important that is for our lives and the atmosphere and the water. But you and your family have a very special holiday coming. You too, Sharon. I really You're appreciate it. You're doing something very anytime. special, Doctor. Thank you very much. Thank you much. for your, all you're doing, your mission. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.
Bye. Wow. Well, we only have a minute left, but the Power of Water Radio Talk Show discusses worldwide with the issues of lack of water in our diets and the 5,000 children dying a day that don't have water. Now we're talking about here in the United States, people who don't, we're talking about this national health care system. And yesterday I was watching uh, a special on 22,000 children in New York City are homeless. 22,000 children in New York City are homeless. That I've been in Manhattan a lot. I just couldn't believe it in New York. Where are we coming from? Where are we going? This is vital. This show to me and our lives and what I'm doing with my research center is very, very concerning about what we can do to help each other reach out and save lives every day, save our planet and save that breath of life. I always say embrace your life and somebody else's too and the power of water on the planet to protect it for the planet to be here for eternity. But earth whispers, never say goodbye because then you're not going to take it with you. You're going to be here. I want to thank you for listening. Have a special day. Bye. Thank you for listening. Join us next week for another edition of the Sharon Kleiner Hour, Health, Environment, and the Power of Water, Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific Time on the Voice America Variety Channel, with an encore Wednesdays at 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Remember to visit Sharon's website at SharonKleinerHour.com.